Hello and welcome, welcome to the Libero Podcast. It's been a while. You've probably forgotten what our voices sound like. Wes, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Dan. Yep, good. Toby? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Jax? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Finishing off your nuts? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gobble, gobble. Pre-match snack. How are we guys? Enjoying university through life and enjoying the end of the season? Yeah... I kind of feel like I haven't got a purpose anymore. <laughs> like it's it's weird. I had a couple of days where it was really nice, you know, not having to think about coursework, and then kind of sat back and thought, I haven't got a job. I've got no money coming in. What do I do with myself now? And just, I'm just unemployed and slightly overweight now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've been watching some cracking daytime telly. Yeah, it's been quite fun actually. Who would have thought? This morning was so entertaining. <laughs> so many different things on there. Cooking, Hollywood soft stories, Hollywood of Yeah. Yeah, Bibby. Oh, Jazz. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, coming up on today's podcast, we'll chat about the Champions League race, which is holding up quite nicely, the relegation battle. And we will look uh, to Newcastle and Brighton, who have sealed their promotion, as well as Jax's... Uh, beloved Fulham who have made the playoffs but we'll start with Spurs uh, and they sorry that didn't make any sense no. let's start <laughs> at the top of the Premier League where it looks all but certain that Chelsea will lift the trophy Spurs are the only team that have driven them close but a defeat against West Ham on Friday night has seen their title hopes slip from their hands the defeat led to some football fans saying that they've bottled it for a second conte- consecutive season um, but isn't the truth guys that they're the only team that have given Chelsea any competition at all throughout the whole campaign. Yeah. Yeah, no, no one's ever, no one's been close to to Chelsea this year and nobody was close to Leicester last year apart from Spurs. <laughs> you know. It's not what do you love because you said nobody's been close and then said but Spurs. You know, it made me chuckle. Oh sorry, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad English. Um yeah, no, was, I mean it, it, this stem this argument stemmed from a comment that Rachel Riley made on Friday Night Football kind of flippantly and and unfortunately it sort of stemmed from there and um, and maybe some jealous Arsenal fans yeah and, and the problem is that social media is populated by Arsenal fans uh, well Arsenal fans <laughs> yeah yeah and so many of these like fan accounts that you know retweet the same things over and over again and it's just you know really boring those sort of troll accounts so unfortunately it kind of that it, this argument began to gather a bit of steam but um no, Arsenal, um, Arsenal, Tottenham, can't even get out of their shadow. Uh, Tottenham <laughs> have played some brilliant football again this year. Um, they've just come up against a team like they did with sort of this freak event with Leicester last year. They've come up against the side in Chelsea that have had no European football and have played some really good football this year. So they just got unlucky again this year. Are Spurs now the biggest team in North London? No. no. Best team in North London? Yeah. This yeah. year, yeah. Well, actually, no, yeah, yeah, for the last two years. Mm. I think you'd probably go back a little bit further than that. Like, yeah. Since Pochettino took over, they've been brilliant to watch. And in terms of biggest, you know, they're, they're 
ground isn't as big as Arsenal, the global History, appeal isn't yeah. as, as big as Arsenal, so it's no, they're not the biggest yeah. club. Let's not but get into the debate of big clubs because... Yeah, I can't stand that either. <laughs> yeah. It's a very ambiguous term. Yeah. Everyone has different meanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Spurs will challenge again next season? Yeah. Depends if they keep their players or not. Who do you think might leave? I think Kyle Walker. Uh, I don't know, it's tough to say because I think that, you know, it, it's always the case of one goes and then I think everybody else will start following. Um, but, you know, I think Kyle Walker looks like the most susceptible to leave to Man City at the moment. Um, and then maybe, maybe a push someone like Deli Ali. I think the thing with Spurs now is that before they, they thought they were better than they are, but now they are they are the real deal. Now, I, I can't see players like Harry Kane and Deli Ali wanting to leave. But this they've is got the thing. Young, is they, yeah, but they've got a young manager that is... They're they're not getting paid any any money in comparison to the other teams and top teams in the league. Their their wages are minimally small, and why why would you get paid fifteen grand a week at uh, Spurs? I doubt Deli Ali. I don't think it's that small. <laughs> but but when you can quadruple your wages at Man City or Manchester, Man Chelsea. I, I, <laughs> Man, <laughs> Chester United yes. or Chelsea. Yes. Don't you feel like... It's like a pro-Evo team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the players are buying into Pochettino, they're buying into Spurs. They're not going to be off, maybe maybe in a couple of seasons if they don't win the league, but they're, they're going to get Champions League football this season. What more could they want apart from more money? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I think football's going to prevail here. Like, some, I, I think the only players that will be leaving, fingers crossed, are the fringe players. You know, players that have, it's like Sissoko has just fallen through, 30 million just yeah, that's gone really down the drain. That was really odd signing. Yeah, it would yeah. really like a panic yeah. Jansen, he might get given another chance and he's proved himself. But mm. then there's players like Eric Lemaire, who's, he, barring his injury, and he hasn't been that great. So just all the it's fringe players. flashes under yeah. budget, you know, but I can't yeah, see I any of these first team players going. I think that's a little bit unfair because I thought he was really good last year. Um, but he has, I mean, he's been pretty out for pretty much mm. the whole season. But, uh, the other thing is that Daniel Levy has always sold players above their value. It's always been the case. He's a shrewd businessman. He's always been able to do that. But that was when Spurs were finishing sixth or fifth, missing out on the Champions League money. And so therefore it kind of felt like, well, somebody's giving us 10 million more than we think this player is worth, so we should sell them. Spurs are now, you know, the title is within reach for them. So I think there'll be a whole different mentality um, by Levy this summer and by the Spurs board. Um, and so hopefully they won't lose those players. And if they do, if they lose Carl Walker, I mean, 50 million for Carl Walker, just, it's a mind-blowing amount of money. But if they get that, I trust Pochettino. Do I trust Pochettino after what we just said about Janssen <laughs> and Sissoko? I'm not, I'm not sure, but... Spurs have always been pretty good at reinvesting that money. And but have they, do? <laughs> Not with the bail money. Not yeah. with the bail money. Well, Ericsson. Ericsson, in, in, out, in, out of the 7-8 Ericsson, players. Ericsson, Lamella. Okay, yeah. Lamella's been okay. Yeah, but so I don't Gardner think Lamella's been really well. Aldevarald? Didn't he come at the same no, time? No, Vertonghen? No. Okay, I'll just keep firing Spurs. <laughs> uh, Son? Nope. Nope. Oh, man. Yeah, Paul. Okay, I fine. think Lloris I, came. I think... No, he was here before, I think. Honestly, I think the only signing that's come off out of... The bell money was Christian Eriksen. The mayor, Chadley. Chadley. Yeah. He, he was all right. But, yeah, but, but I, I think, think the only one that reached the heights of the, the money they spent yeah. was was 
was Ericsson. Well, he was only like 10, 15 million, though. Yeah, Pretty he didn't cheap. cost very much at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Okay. We don't trust Spurs to reinvest, reinvest the money properly. <laughs> Plus, I, I trust them more now Pochettino's in charge. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that's someone that Daniel Levy can, can trust because they are going places. They're not just mm. going to settle for six like they were. They're, they're f- they are now Premier League title contenders. Yeah, yeah their ceiling is is at the title rather than just think getting into the Champions League was the, the be-all and end-all. It's now... What do they need to win the Premier League? Because they've come close. I, I think they Two need... One more world class yeah. player, Weather. at least, mm. in on the wing. I reckon. I think uh, as like a the other thing. I know. I know. Maybe I, I might be wrong here, but Deli Ali's contributed a lot of goals. But actually, I think when you watch Spurs, a lot of goals, a lot of assists, and that is massively important in football. Of course, it is. But I think when you watch Spurs. Um, I've watched them a few times this year, and I think when, whenever I've seen them, Christian Eriksen has been the best player on the pitch. And actually, Ali, although gets the headlines, maybe hasn't always... The headlines haven't necessarily gone with his performance. It's been the fact that he's got the goal. And of course, that's, that's really important. But what I mean is, maybe they need somebody in midfield that's going to control the game slightly more, kind of be a more consistent force um, than someone like Ali, who is obviously very young, even though he has had a great season again. So sort of contradicting my own point there, but there we go. I, I don't know. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because actually, if you look at their starting eleven, it's a superb yeah. starting eleven. I think I think the only person that maybe in their starting eleven at the moment that you know could be replaced with a world class player is probably someone like Son, who again is oh, great. No. But you know, there there is a lot of scope to be improved there. He, I, no, I, I he's yeah. good. He's very good. But actually, is he that top level talent? I, the problem is they've sold Gareth Bale and. They've never replaced. They've never managed to replace him, and of course that's so difficult because there's not many world class players to go around, or not yeah. at that level of player. There aren't many that in the world, but that's been the problem that they, you know, you said about the fact that they reinvested the money so badly. Well, they were trying to get eight players to make up for one world class player, and that's it's not going to happen. And I think we've also forgotten to mention that Spurs. They in the next few years, I see them going through the Arsenal stage. The new stadium being built, a lot of money going mm. into that. Uh, well, they're re- re-dele- redeveloping um, their current ground, but with all that, you know, Arsenal basically had to qualify for Champions League every year yeah. just to have enough money. Like you know, the the signings that they made, I remember they bought like Kim Kellstrom and Mikel Silvestre, like mm. a lot of fading Great players man. there. Um, so it, I I think with Spurs, if they don't win a trophy. And especially this transition they're making, they'll have less money. Mm-hmm. Then you might be, start it'd be seeing really players. Actually, yeah. Considering how poorly they play at Wembley, well, yeah, how much yeah. that's going to affect them. I was just going to come on to that because obviously we're saying that they're in this upward trajectory now where mm. they are getting better. But in Europe, they haven't been great at Wembley. They lost at Wembley in the um, semi final of the FA Cup. Do we see them maybe petering out slightly because they are playing. At Wembley, and then they're moving to a new stadium. We've all seen how teams struggle to adapt to a new, new environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think it was a little bit unfair. People talking about the Wembley thing with Spurs, anyway. I mean, who did they actually lose to last year? They lost to Monaco. Yeah. Who? Been really no. great. Knocked out City, and were the better team in both legs against against City. Actually, they're a really good team. I think they were the better side against Chelsea. 
I think they were quite unlucky actually in that in that semi final. So I think I think the Wembley thing maybe has been over overblown slightly. I don't think they played as well as they have at White Hart Lane, but I don't think many teams yeah. do when they when they switch ground. So I get your point, but I'm not. I think the the Wembley thing maybe has been blown slightly out of proportion. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it's going to be a really interesting couple of years, and th- and that's why it was such a shame for Spurs that they couldn't capitalise either this year or last year. I mean, last year in particular. Um, and and you you kind of wonder, yeah, maybe maybe they've missed their window. I don't know. It seems a bit harsh to be talking about Spurs in that, but when you in that sense, but when you kind of add up what's coming up over the next sort of three or four years for them, it's you know Jackson, Toby, and, and Daniel said. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the case. Maybe that is their their window is closing. I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, at the top of the table, the fight for Champions League football is hotting up. Jose Mourinho says it's very unlikely for fifth place United to finish in the top four. Arsenal line sixth place with the game in hand and six points off fourth place. Guys, do you see the top four of Chelsea, Spurs, Man City and Liverpool remaining as it is for the remainder of the season? Or do you think they're still a surprise to come in the couple of games left? No, I, I, I reckon they'll be like that. I, you know, I think you, you see in the past... you. I probably would have said Liverpool might, you know, start to wobble and f- and make it fall out of the top four. But mm. I reckon all the, the with their remaining fixtures left, I reckon that's how it ends. Maybe City and Liverpool will fight out for a third place, but apart from that, then that's it. Do we see You're right, Wes? Mm, sorry. Yeah, fine. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do you see if Arsenal finishing in fifth or sixth place? Is that the final nail in Arsene Wenger's coffin, or do you nope. think no, he'll be resurrected again? I think he's been offering. I think deals on the table, isn't it? Well, he hasn't said he, he he was meant to say either this month or last month. But he's, I, I think he's done. I think yeah. he's staying. I, I'm basing that on nothing. Like, I've, I've not got anybody that's coming to me and saying. Oh, I've heard that Arsenal. I'm just saying. I think that's what's that's what's going to happen. I, I I don't see him walking away from it, regardless of where they finish. I think they've had probably had quite a strong end to the season. You never know. They might win the FA Cup. I think Chelsea will win that as well. But you never know. And I think they'll count that as a successful season, yeah. even though they finish outside the Champions League. And when was the last time they did finish out? Uh, was it twenty? Twenty years ago. Twenty-one years ago. Yeah. Like It'd be a shame, wouldn't it? Nah. <laughs> I know they. I know. Yeah, but I know they bought it on themselves because they haven't replaced Wenger when he should have maybe gone a couple of years ago. But do you not? Oh, it's just time for him to go. Yeah, but I, I Sorry. suppose I suppose I'm. You know, I'm I say this as a fan of a non-traditional top four club. Obviously, City are now challenging for those those positions every year. But traditionally, they weren't. And I suppose I'm speaking from that point of view that actually I, I like it when there's different teams in the top four. I like the fact that Liverpool might be back in the Champions League next year. Um, you know, I I think I like the way when Liverpool are on it, they're brilliant to watch. And I think that'd be nice watching them in Europe, see how they get on. What have we made of Liverpool season? Inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Just, I think there's One word? Yeah. yeah. Inconsistent. Because there, there have been, like, moments of pure excitement mm. and... Amazing football to watch as a neutral, you know. Lots of goals being scored in the game. It seems that really exciting. But you know, Liverpool are losing to the teams at the bottom of the league, and they aren't picking up the points where they should. And that's been their real sort of downfall, to be honest. And it's the same thing week in week out. Their defence is just not strong enough, is no. it? No, it's not. And they don't seem to be able to 
address that. I mean, they spent quite a lot of money there. And they've given Dayan Lovren a new massive contract as well, which... Yeah, and he uh, he's just... I, 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 yeah, I don't really know what to say. And obviously Sacco's being paid to go to Crystal Palace, where he's actually doing pretty well, actually, under Allardyce. They've they spent a lot of money there and they, they can't fix those problems. I don't think... I don't think Klein's become the right back that maybe they thought he would be. Um, Milner isn't a left back, although he's dealt, been you know dealt well. But it's also if you play in such an attacking way, and if you don't have those anchoring midfielders, if you have someone like you know Emre Chan's your anchor midfielder and he's pelting up the pitch as well, if you've got no one sitting in front of that back back three or back four, whatever they're playing, it's hardly surprising that they come under so much pressure. I think you'd find that actually Liverpool would. You'd, you'd see Liverpool in a completely different light if they had two holding midfielders there, two decent holding midfielders in front of that that back four, but of course they wouldn't attack in the same way. So it's just about finding that balance for Liverpool, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Are you looking forward to seeing them back in Champions League? Because it is great to see Champions League football at, at Anfield because it just brings out a such whole a different special atmosphere. Night. Yeah, it's such a special night. Um, yeah, I am. I, no, I, I think, like I said, I'm, I, I like watching Liverpool when they're on it and I think they... Will get up for those big occasions at Anfield. It's yeah. always a we saw with Dortmund a couple last yeah. year in the, the Europa League. Yeah, that, that oh, was, was a really good game yeah. to watch. Yeah, they weren't on it at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, they weren't, Dan. No, they weren't. Um, I did say to you. I did text you and say that I think you know. Did I say? Did I? We were talking about oh, yeah, yeah, the game, yeah, yeah, weren't yeah, we? I did. I, I did wonder like, that confident. But. Yeah, they've given City a bit of a because actually the whole whole debate has been about. Um, with the top four, it's been about, well, who's going to finish in that fourth spot <coughs> it, between Arsenal, City and United. And actually, the way it's panned out, it might be Liverpool that finished fourth because City have got a game one point behind, got game in hand. City's running is really easy, which actually brings me on to a different thing that we didn't talk about. Has anyone seen the Sky Sports Predictor? So it's an algorithm, like a, a science-based algorithm that they've used to put together this computer programme that... Um, predicts who's going to finish in the top four. And so even though City were already ahead on points and had a far easier running, like at this point, United still uh, had to go to Arsenal and Spurs. City have got three home games against teams that have nothing to fight for. Um, they still predicted United to beat City out for fourth place. They still predicted United to finish in fourth place by a point. I can't really understand. I don't really understand that. It's based on science. I don't really... It's just, yeah, but that's the algorithm there. It's just saying that, you know, Man U would have done probably a lot better at Old Trafford for the rest of the season. Yeah, but they're not at Old Trafford. They've got to go to, at that point, they had to, still had to go to Arsenal and still had to go to Spurs. And City had Palace, Leicester, West Brom. I can't remember what the other team is, but it's all teams that have, uh, Southampton. No. Played Southampton? Hmm? Have we played Southampton twice? Yeah, you beat us the other week. Oh, yeah, because you did. Didn't have time to talk about it. That's why. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just found I found it a really odd, odd thing. That's all. <laughs> it's my pointless. Uh, Bit of a ramble, that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, they were putting lots of stock into it on Sky Sports News when I was watching it the other day. I found it really odd. Some of the stuff yeah, they, they do. Got, yeah, but for, for the only rolling news channel for sports, they got to fill it the time up with something. I suppose. <laughs> that's I, why yeah. they overcook all the breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news, Marco Silva will not discuss his future. That, that's not breaking news. Either. Actually, they, they they broke news the other day, didn't they? That he'd um, he had a clause in his contract that he could have. Was it a clause in his contract that he had another season? 
yeah. that Hull announced when he signed for the yeah. club four months and, ago. And it was like Slavan Bilic's... Oh, there's something about Slavin Village's like, future will be will, discussed yeah. at the end of the season. Well, yeah. everyone's future will be discussed. Yeah, yeah, I'm I know. Sure. I know, crazy. Anyway, yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, got off something. Back to it. Um, Toby. Yes. Finishing outside the top four, mm. winning the Europa League. Is that a successful first season for your man, Jose? Um, well, I think initially, I think a lot of Manchester United fans would have expected Jose Mourinho's side to you know, really sort of challenge for the title. And I think that it's caught everyone off guard how well Chelsea have played this season. Um, but, you know, it's been a really tight contest. But I think, you know, if you would have taken away all of that, I think that, you know, Mourinho's objective would have just been Champions League football, really. Do you think they'll be a force next season? Do you think they can challenge for the title? If we do get Champions League football, then yeah. I think that... You know, I think Mourinho and the Manchester United brand will be able to attract top world-class talent. Well, we talking beforehand, we said that you know, where's a team that they United were going to spend four hundred million pounds this summer? Where where would you want Jose Mourinho to spend that money? All over the place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I'd quite like to see the sort of position that Fellaini seems to get. <laughs> I'd like to see that replaced with a. Uh, a man with with some sort of talent in there. <laughs> uh, Defence, I think, you know, someone's a partner by you, really, because I think that, you know, Jones can't go a season without damaging himself in some form, at least maybe once or twice. And um, it's a difficult one weighing up the sort of strike force really because you've got Martial, Rashford who are two very promising young players and there have been flashes I mean particularly Rashford more noticeably this season who has played some amazing football um, but then it's about what is, Ibra- is Ibrahimovic going to stay for a season if he doesn't who are we going to replace him with um, and having that sort of other striker there really to and what to do with Wayne Rooney yeah well I Think Wayne Rooney's going to go. You he know. just looked so dejected at the weekend. He just, he just didn't look with it. No, oh, there, there were, he was just slipping you, over everywhere. And he tried to. There's a, there a counter attack as well. Did you see it when he tried to slide tackles? Yeah. And, and he just completely missed. And he just looks devoid of any confidence, any happiness. He just looks vacant. I think. I do feel a slightly sorry for him, but I think the fall off from where he was, say three or four years ago, has been quite <laughs> spectacular, actually. But. I mean, I've been thinking about this and that, you know, if you look at all of the sort of high-profile strikers over 30 who are still in that top bracket, you've got Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic really in the most two noticeable ones, how well they look after their mm. body and how hard they train. And then you look at Rooney, who's <laughs> like slightly overweight and going bald again for the second time. <laughs> and, you know, he's just like... He he needs he if he had looked after himself much better, I'm sure that you know we, he might be a better, better player, but mm. because he just seems to have lost it, really. Yeah, he peaked, and I think a lot of players peak at his age, but he he just he peaked and went flat. Whereas as a pro, you would want to peak and just keep that level of consistency. Mm. Mm. 
I think it's debatable that he even peaked. I no, I, I think that's a bit unfair. I think he did. I think it was just a lot younger than. Yeah. I think it, it, looking back now, I think you don't. Traditionally, we think of players peaking when they're sort of 28, 29 years old. That's when they come into the prime of their careers. Well, Rooney probably just peaked when he was twenty-five yeah. because he was sixteen when he first burst into the league. So his prime probably would be, you know, at a lower age than than other people. So I think I I personally think his career has been a brilliant one. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm and, not and, disputing. And I think, no, 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 no. I know you're not. I'm just saying. I think he. I think he's been I really am. unfairly. I think he's yeah, been unfairly treated. I, I think he's been a great. Wins my man. Yeah. <laughs> Top goal scorer for United and England. And England, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's quite an achievement to make, especially but, at United. But I think the thing that would be levelled at him is that he never won. scored the goals for England yeah. when they really needed it in tournament football. Well, okay, fine. He was the shining light of our generation for, for, from that point of view. But, I mean, you name, me, you name me one player that stepped up in an England shirt over the last 20 years. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I think it's really unfair to pin. Nobody talks about Lampard and Gerrard not performing for England, really, do they? But oh, they, they remember yeah. being brilliant for their clubs. But Rooney is remembered for, you know, despite the fact that he scored all these goals, he's kind of failing in an England yeah. shirt. Well, why do, why do we remember him like that? Mm. I, th- I think it's been really unfair. Uh, I think, as well, in terms of these, that peakness, like getting, mm. in terms of like injury problems, like the metal, sar- metal tarsal he broke, mm. he. You, you should have an extended recovery uh, period for that. As soon as he was straight into playing, yeah. straight yeah, into the yeah. World Cup, we need you. Like, yeah, you know. yeah I've, it's been unfair because he has had a lot of burden on his shoulders. You yeah. have to carry the I, national I, team. I, I You're think the man. that, you know, as, as soon as he got that captaincy, for me, was the noticeable decline in, in, mm. in, in Rooney because mm-hmm. it, it felt like Rooney was no longer that sort of volatile, angry man running around the pitch getting a red card for doing something stupid it was you know he was far more contained and calm and trying to lead by example and I think that he lost that angriness and you know we've spoken about that that Diego Costa being right on the line Mm. of being amazing being a bully and being able to bully the defenders Mm. it was like Rooney lost that that, I think I think that for me was I think it all deteriorated when he got knocked out by Phil Partey but (laughs) (laughs) anyway Wes I just just say one thing about the United point this is not I'm not trying to you know have a go at United just for no reason I think but I think the more worrying thing for Mourinho is the fact that they've scored 20 goals less than than anybody else in the top six this year. Hmm. Uh, maybe not quite as many, maybe it's not quite as many 20 as Arsenal, but they've scored, certainly scored nearly 20 goals less than City and Liverpool and, and Tottenham have. Um, I, I, I think if I was if I was Mourinho, I think I'd probably be pretty happy with this season. Overall, I think they're probably going to win the Europa League, they're going to finish fifth, they're going to get that Champions League spot. But I think more worrying... Amazing unbeaten run. Amazing unbeaten run, yeah. The most pointless, um, pointless unbeaten run in history. Home draws. Yeah, <laughs> I think the more worrying thing for them is that that actually twenty goals is a lot to be able to going into next season. Twenty goals is a lot to make up if you want to challenge attacking wise. If you want to be on the same level as, as other teams, I think that would be what yeah. is more worrying for Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, I think that Manu have been set up and built around Ibrahimovic this season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that you know every goal. From Man United has come predominantly through Ibrahimovic, mm. and that you know, single-handedly won you the EFL Cup. Yeah, it does him and that linesman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if there was other, I mean, if there was somebody else or like two or three other players 
getting goals in that team, I would feel more confident. But there really isn't any sort of... There's nobody on really sort of like 15 goals in the Premier League for, for Man United as opposed to... Is there anyone else in double figures yet? Obviously, Matt has been injured. He was the closest. Well, he didn't have a nine. I'm not sure if there's anyone else in, think so. I think, in double I think figures. Rashford's Rashford and Matter are drawing on on goals. Oh, yeah, um, it's which just, is the other the other thing, of course, is, is how you get the best out of Pogba. I mean, I I know people have said like you've got to give him time and everything, like that, and I understand that. But how much time do you give the world's most expensive player? Yeah, and and I suppose in a way the money is irrelevant. In in, in a way, it, it kind of is irrelevant, but with the amount of money we're seeing chucked about now. But on the other side of things, it's how long do you give it before you have to say, right, this is where Paul Pogba is playing because he's been moved about over that yeah. field. And he's been, in big games, he's been undone by some midfielders who, talent-wise, are not as talented as him. And he's been in their, in their shadow in those games. I, I think, you know, that, that, those would be the two worries, I think, going into next season for Mourinho to be able to sort out. Whereas this city, Manchester City, do get top four. Is that a good first season for Pep? Is it um, like disappointing? What, I think what? it's average. I think it's what I think it's the minimum requirement. Um, let's see. The problem is, you know, Guardiola wants to play a certain way, um, but we don't have the players to play that way, and he has stuck steadfast to that idea, despite the fact we haven't had those players in position. So, I think. I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy, and and some of the football we we as City fans we watched this year have just been amazing, absolutely incredible. Um, and I think Sane with another year, Sterling's been brilliant this year with another year. Jesus coming in, um, quite what's going to happen with Aguero in the summer? I saw reports that he's off to United in the summer. That's never happening. Um, you know, you, you kind of wonder. And I mean, most importantly, maybe is the fact that um, company's been fit for the last six games, and it's been so. I, I, don't know how long that's going to last. Touchwood. Touchwood. I hope. I obviously hope it does last. But the improvement in the defence over the last six games has been incredible mm. with him at the back. Um, so I think I think there are mitigating circumstances. City haven't signed well over the last five years. Actually, um, they've chucked an awful lot of money at players who really don't deserve it, and they haven't regenerated the squad um, as they should have done. There's an awful lot of older players, and that's going to take. A little bit of time to transition. They couldn't get them all out last summer. There'll be another load going, uh, another load of older players going this summer. Um, and I think losing Gundian for the season, I think, was was quite a big thing because he was going to be the key anchor in that midfield. Uh, just as he was starting to find his feet. He was out for the season, so I think it's an average season, and I think it's the minimum that I I kind of expected from this team. Um, so I think in that respect, yes, I think some some of it has been disappointing. But then again, I think if you look at some of the squad. The goalkeeping fiasco that we've got going on at the moment. Um, I suppose it's probably where City. Well, I mean, it's definitely where City deserve to be. If you, it's a thirty-eight game season, where you finish is where you deserve to finish. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's been a little bit disappointing. Um, you said there that recently, in recent seasons, the signings haven't been great. But I tell you that this summer's signings have been pretty, pretty good. I was watching the game of the weekend, and the attacking players: Asane, Sterling, De Bruyne, Silva. Yeah. Jesus, it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, it is. And, and Sane, just so exciting. And and he has that ruthless streak about him that I wish Sterling had. 
Sterling's come on leaps and bounds in the last, particularly in the last year under Guardiola. You can see the influence that he's having. But he's still, um, there was a point that epitomised it actually in the Champions League against Monaco, in the second leg in Monaco. And Sterling went down the right, went past Mendy, the left back, and then got into the right-hand side of the penalty area and was looking for Aguero constantly, rather than Sané would have gone in and shot. And, and I mean, Sané, I think Sané's got 10 goals this year, which is quite amazing for his first year in English football. Um, but, but you want that ruthless streak from from Sterling. But yeah, some of the some of the attacking football has been incredible to watch. Um, I said I think this you got to sort out the Aguero situation, um, and David Silva is just, I mean, yeah, he he's the best player I've ever seen at the club. He's just incredible, and I still find it staggering. He's never been in the player 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 of the year. He's never no, sorry never been in the team of the year. I find that absolutely incredible that that's not happened because I just I. You know, I think he's the best player in the Premier League. <laughs> All right, calm down. I, I just think he's he's really somehow for a player that's I think you know I, I don't think you'd find too many people that would disagree with the fact that I think he's world class. Yeah, I find it amazing that still you could have a world class player who is not talked about in the same sort of. I mean, you mentioned De Bruyne. Oh, De, I'm Bruyne not watching De Bruyne. Yeah, but he gets quite a lot of credit. Well, actually, Silva. Is just as good as that, and his performances are so, at such a high level all the time. I just I find it. So I'm talking a lot. There we go. I'll stop there. That's right. Um, at the other end of the table, some of them have had their fate sealed and will be playing Championship football next season. However, they're still playing a big part in the relegation battle with a 2 0 win against Hull City, meaning the Tigers still sit in the drop zone. Middlesbrough also sit in the bottom three and face league leaders Chelsea tonight. And a big win for Swansea against Everton means the Welsh side sit a point clear. Crystal Palace will also be looking over their shoulders after their makeshift back line of four full backs were a victim of a 5 0 drubbing against Manchester City. Um, who do you think will join Sunderland in the Championship next season, Jones? Uh, Borough. Yeah. They'll be going down tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, yeah, I was trying. I was trying to remember what I said last time, whether it be Hull or Swansea. But, but I forgot. I think I said Swansea would go down. But now I'm like, no, I think I said Hull will go down. But now I'm thinking Hull could stay up. It's, I, I think it's, it's going to be to the last day between. I those think the two. question the question I remember Dan asking was okay. who's going down, Palace or Swansea, <laughs> or who's staying up? Sorry, Palace or Swansea. And I said Swansea was staying up, and you all three all said Crystal Palace was staying up, and I've definitely come out on the wrong side of that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, they could still go down. I don't think I don't think they will, but they, yeah, yeah. There's also quite interesting looking at the individual cases, obviously with Borough, Swansea, uh, Palace, and Hull. They've oh, all yeah. changed their their managers, and some of them look like they have worked. Paul Clement seems to be doing reasonably well, and the players look behind him and, and, and their cause for uh, survival, don't they? Yeah. 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 Good manager, yeah. 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 yeah, I think Paul Clement's a great manager, but I think that, you know, coming into a team where actually one of the, the real leaders, uh, I mean, Ashley Williams is probably the biggest, like, like selling him is a massive regret for, for Swansea, you know, having having that commanding leader and losing your captain um, is, is a real shame for the team. And I think that you know that they're lost without him. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know the, their managerial mistakes as well have cost cost them dearly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sold on Paul Clement. I must admit, I think they've been dug out by Gilfie Sigurdsson on a number of occasions actually, and some of his individual brilliance, as we saw last week, 
the free kick yep. against United. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't think of anything. I was going to say Arsenal, unfortunately. Didn't. Um, I think they've been dug out by, by Sigurdsson on, on a few occasions. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced by Clement. Having said that, I think Marco Silva would, will go, in the summer if Hull go down, I think Marco Silva will have a pick of a number of jobs because I think he's done a really brilliant job at Hull, regardless of what happens. And I mean, I live, I live 20 minutes from Swansea, so I suppose in a way I should be, I should be wanting them to stay up. But I, I, it's those, those Paul Merson quotes when Marcus Silva took over, they still rang with me. I still cannot, cannot fathom how someone could be so stupid about, it's also so um, blinkered about somebody just because, oh, he doesn't know anything about the, what I'd does lo- he know about I'd a relegation l- scrap? I'd love to know what his comments and opinions were when Tony Adams went out to Ronaldo. <laughs> everyone seen the video, I assume? Of, him, oh, of the training session? Yeah. Yeah. Superb, absolutely superb. I wonder what he thought about that, because that's basically the same as... Uh, Oh yeah, but well, no, but he's got scrapping ability, isn't he? Tony Adams, you know, you know, he'll he'll, he'll get them uh, up for games, won't he? He'll we'll relegated that. this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Was it last week. Wasn't it? Oh, that was last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, they lost. They were losing four nil um, to Madrid in the first forty minutes. I mean, it's never good, is it? They were like they were like fifteen points from safety <laughs> yeah. anyway, and it's like change the manager, bring in uh, Tony Adams. He might, he might. I mean, they were never going to stay. It was a bit of a tough job to take, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Borough. I, I don't think score enough goals, um, so I think they'll go. And oh, it's too close to choose at the moment between the other two. I mean, just do, I can't believe Hull lost this weekend. Palace? I, mean, do you think Palace I don't right? think Palace will. I think they've got too much quality in that side. I know we've said that. You know, people have said that before about different sides, but I think they're too far away from it. I think it's a similar sort of thing to will Arsenal make the top four. I think there's two few games left for people to be able to overturn that points difference um, and so I think it's one from you know two from three now so speaking of the championship obviously some of them are going down they'll be joined by Swansea Hull Palace Middlesbrough whoever uh, two teams that will definitely be playing Premier League football next season are Newcastle United and Brighton Hove Albion uh, when Newcastle got relegated last season we all said it would be crucial that they kept hold of Rafa Benitez and they've reaped the rewards after lifting the championship trophy do you think Newcastle have learnt the lesson of recent top flight seasons and they could have a brighter future in the Premier League under Benitez um, not with Mike Ashley no, I think they could I, I, I think sorry to be blunt <laughs> I, I think he, he he's he will take over recruitment because you, you've seen it this bit last well last summer. A lot of the signings that were made from the club, I, I reckon he has quite a bit I think of an it still input. seems a bit frosty to be honest. Do you, do you think? Yeah, mm. I do. I I think that you know, unless Mike Ashley comes out and says I give Rafa total control yeah. and Benitez does actually get total control, then. I think it'll be it'll work, but I think that Mike Ashley is far too controlling to to let that happen. I don't know. I'd argue the other actually. I think you. No. I think Jax is right with the with the signings he brought in last summer. For the last five or six years, they've been Graham Carr has been fr- um, in France scouting different players. Alan Carr's dad actually. Um, he uh, actually, yeah no it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. yes Alan, Alan Carl's dad um, he's been scouting in France and they've been taking every single player that any manager wanted it's like okay well look through this dossier of French players you can have one of them and that wasn't the case with Benitez last summer so I think he does have more and control some of them were so bad it looked like Alan Carr had, like, <laughs> yeah. Alan Carr had scouted yeah. them but um, no that 
they made some good signings. They've got Matt Richard. Yeah, obviously, Maris they've got they've got some decent players from Premier League teams, and they kind of got a team that next season, do you think they they could survive quite comfortably? No, nope. no, no. I think it's a big step up. I think they've had they've had to shift a lot of dead weight, dead weight. Like you know, um, John Joe Shelby, Sissoko went. Shelby's still there. Yeah, yeah. Shelby's like starring in the midfield. Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who did I say? John Joe Shelby. Oh, have I like <laughs> totally missed him? I swear he. No, went. he's still there. No, no he's still there. Doing pretty well actually, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. Well, I've spent like, this whole season midfield I've honestly <laughs> spent this whole season thinking that he went to. To where? To where? Swansea. <laughs> no, I, d- I don't know. I don't know where he went. Honestly, I've spent this whole whole season thinking that. I think it's, it's what I said to you before the show. I think, actually, I think the gap between the championship, brilliant one, uh, I think the, the gap between the championship and the premiership is wider than ever now. Um, and I don't know what the statistics are, but I think at least one team goes down every year from, um, you know, the, the one team that, go, that comes up goes da- back down. And um, this year we might see two from the Premier League. So I think the gap is is bigger financially as well as in terms of quality. Blimey, you're right. Um, <laughs> so I think... Just to confirm, John Joe Shelby does actually play at Newcastle now. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. So it's going to be really difficult. And, and traditionally, we don't always see the team that wins the um, championship title. Traditionally, they don't always do that well. It's quite often the you know sixth place team in the championship. <laughs> Jacks <laughs> that goes to, goes up through the playoffs that does really well, so um, and ends up staying up. But yeah. it's gonna be difficult for whoever comes up. But I, I think they'll be all right though with, with Rafa Benitez. He has Premiership ped- pedigree, Champions mm. League. He's a really good manager, mm. and he, he will be able to yeah. secure this the, isn't the an talent. average manager. Yeah, got exactly. That. This is someone that could manage he's any won, team in the Premier League. Yeah, he's yeah. won Champions League twice, well, once. He's definitely won it before. Well, he's won it twice, once with Valencia and then once with Liverpool. No, he didn't win it with Valencia. Did not? No, won so the UEFA Cup with Valencia. Fire. Got to the final, or was that with Di Ranieri? Is that 2002? Sorry. Don't make any wild guesses. <laughs> well, it was 2002, so they lost against Bayern Munich in the in the final, and then they lost against Real Madrid, actually. They made mm. two Champions League finals, so, uh, sorry. That's right. Off um, topic again, but how, Brighton going up, I think yeah, it's great. I just come on to Brighton. Oh, sorry. It's a different team, isn't it? We're, we're kind of used to seeing yeah. similar teams. And they've been knocking on the door for years yeah. now. And Brighton Chris, have been there or thereabouts. Chris shooting has been... A, fairly decent manager and he's found a club that it's working for him and mm. and it'd be good to see them in the Premier League next season yeah it'd be great it would be great I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as and, you said it's just someone new and and speaking of different teams in the playoffs you've got Red and Huddersfield Sheffield Wednesday and Fulham Jax how happy are you to see Fulham in the playoffs and do you think what what, what do you think their chances of I, I, I think it's it's been such a good season because if you look us look at us last year, we we scraped championships because survival. Um, it's just a turnaround, especially the fact that we lost Musa Dembele and McCormack, who contributed to seventy percent of our goals, eighty percent. So we were just like, it was like, right, we've lost our two main striking forces. What are we gonna do? But this year, it's been everyone's chipped in, um, and it's it's we've just we've been more settled in our play. Like we we were playing in a certain way every game. We we were the highest um in terms of possession in league, we were the highest team, you know. Uh, and I think our chances are pretty good. Like, you know, coming in on form we've won five of the last six matches. 
you know, we we beat Huddersfield away, we beat Sheffield Wednesday away. So, you know, you know the other teams are in there. But obviously, with the playoffs, it's all about those two games. And then if you get to the final, it's just one game. You know, you can come in being the form team, but it's just emotions on the day and, like, lots of things happen. But I think our chances are pretty de- pretty decent. I mean, Reading at home, you know, the omens are good. We've won 5-0 early on the season. So, we, uh, yeah, I think we'll do pretty well. Like, we'll do pretty good. I think this is why, like, you know, Jax was saying they've been on such a good run. There's always one team, and it, it happens more often than you think, there's one team that spends most of the season around mid-table mm. and then has an unbelievable run into the playoffs. That, and, that's what, that's, and they take that's, that form yeah. through it. And you, conversely, you look at Huddersfield, who have spent all season challenging Brighton and Newcastle for those automatic spots. Well, they've been really poor over the last month. And so they're going into the playoffs on the back of four really bad games, as opposed to Fulham, who have you know, burst into the playoffs on a great run of form. You can understand why, you know, why people think that Fulham have got a, a really good chance. And, they, to go and they've got year. a very good manager as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to try and say his name, but I always get it wrong. Yakunovic. Yakunovic. Flash. Yakunovic. Jack's had to think that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, he's he's a great manager because he obviously he brought Watford up, and then mm. for some mysterious reasons he he got sacked just before like the season started, and someone of that like talent like. What he's done for our club, especially um, bringing in like players uh, such as uh, Sessegnon, youth promoter youth players, and just giving the current players a lot of confidence. Um, Sessegnon and Tom Kearney made the championship team of the year, and you think Sessegnon, you know, he's played around twenty-five to thirty games in all competitions, and he's sixteen, and he's in the championship so team of the year. As well. So exciting like, you know, I, I think it, it'd be quite nice. Yeah, he probably will be. But in the Send next few years, <laughs> like Patrick Roberts. <laughs> no, I reckon he'll go. Any team, he'll probably go Spurs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also so just on the on the playoffs moving away from Fulham. I think it's just nice to see Sheffield Wednesday back there. You know, I remember when when I was younger, starting to watch football. Sheffield Wednesday were a massive, massive team. That's how old he is? Yeah, well, yeah, that is old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember that. Black but, and white telly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, they were they've got a huge support up there in Sheffield. They are traditionally a, you know, I'm sorry to use the big club thing again, uh, but it, I think it's great to see them back as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy Sheffield Wednesday made the the playoffs as well. So it'd be nice to see what they can do in the Premiership. Just but I really hope that Fulham go up. <laughs> be nice to see uh, Premiership football back at the cottage as well. It's a great stadium. It's probably the best. It's a cracking old ground. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, old, cracking old. Well, the old in it is. Yeah. It's probably cracking. I would imagine. Like, <laughs> got that Thames. Got that Thames water. Got that Thames water running past every day. Like. I just mentioned black and white teddies, but talking of black and white, Toby, Manchester United fan wearing a Juventus top. Yeah, it's got Pogba on the back though. <laughs> Just, do you know what? Yeah, One thing I will never get is people wearing shirts of a club that it's what? I don't understand grown men wearing football shirts in public when you're not going to a game full stop. <laughs> uh, I what don't. About, what about young kids wearing football shirts? No, it's fine. Festivals. I, I've got no. It's kids. I've got nothing. Yeah. No problem with that at all. I just I don't understand a grown man who'd be like walking out in the morning thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put on my Pogba Juventus shirt because I need to prove to everyone that I loved him before he came to United. <laughs> Got a problem with that. 
Uh, right, sorry, yeah. Um, I just, I, I just on the the relegation side of things in the championship. Obviously, I you know, oh yeah, Blackburn. Pretty gutted the Blackburn went down. Met, uh, also, yeah, partly from my brother, partly from my sort of allegiances towards that club, but also because Harry Redknapp will get all the plaudits now for being this brilliant manager and. I don't think any of us want that man. He's doing it for free as well, you know. know, He's such a great man. He's just such a great guy. He's such a good manager. Yeah. (laughs) With with good values and good ethics and he would never do anything wrong. Yeah, but I I think on a wider point... He's a better version of Sam (laughs) Allen. We talked about how exciting the the Premier League is. Well, I think the the championship is so good. It really is. I mean, going into the last day, going into the last minute of the championship season... You know, obviously there was a late goal at Villa equalising yeah. the 90th minute, Greenish, which gave yeah. Newcastle the title. You had six drama. minutes was added on here, Ashton Gate. Yeah, for the and, and that was the other, you know, Birmingham. I mean, sadly, Black, sadly for me, Blackburn went down, but Birmingham could have been, um, you know, they could a one goal from Bristol City in the final six minutes of that game could have sent Birmingham down instead. It was really exciting end to the season I think it just underpins that I don't think dropping into the championship for teams that are in the you know are going to do that this year from the Premier I don't think it's the be all and end all I mean obviously the money is a worry but if you're a well-run club um, I think people I think you've proven that well-run clubs can go back up and that's why Birmingham City Nottingham Forest and Blackburn were where they were because they are not well-run clubs and I think it's a real shame particularly in Blackburn and Forest's case that they are being allowed to be dismantled by their owners and just, you know, it just runs so poorly as they are. And I know we don't want to go back into football ownership, but there are clubs all over the Football League at the moment that are in all kinds of issues and that the FA doesn't really seem to care about because it's not a big team in the Premier League. And I think that's a real shame. So, yeah. Talking of big teams in the Premier League, we've got... It's not the Barrow podcast. We don't talk about Southampton, is it? <laughs> hey? Hey? Yeah. Anyway. Grumbles amongst Southampton fans that they want Claude Puel out, uh, intensified by speculation in the media. Guys from outsiders looking in. What have you, your views on his first season in England and whether he deserves to be sacked? Oh. You, no, you take oh. it, Jax. Oh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Just don't say what I want to say. <laughs> I, I think he's uh, he's done okay considering, like, you know... The, the in- injuries he's had to deal with, like losing Charlie Austin, losing Shane Long, you know, your, your main strike force. Van Dyke. Van Dyke, the big one. Yeah, that was I mean, one. Jose Font as well, out of nowhere saying, I want more money or, or else I'm going to leave. Well, see you later. Um, obviously, it's, he's not going to be, you know, it's your progress of the last few years. It's, he's it's stalling now. But, you know, he hasn't done too badly. And for, you know, for a fan to be calling for his head, it's like... You know, He's done all right, you know, especially with the recruitment that they had. You didn't replace Jose Font or Van Dyke. Well, you didn't know he was going to get injured, but your centre backs, you know, you promoted youth players, keeping that tradition. So, you know, I I would be surprised if he went. You know, I'd like to see him in another another year. He's a good manager, and Southampton are quite a good team with him. This is the thing is, I think you know. Um, it's always going to be hard to replace or. Com- compare yourself to Ronald Koeman who had an absolutely amazing season at Southampton God, he's so good isn't he I, I, he, bet they, I bet they were kicking themselves they didn't keep on him and like sorry Dan I'm just yeah. that's right. you know he, he's doing the same Everton pushing them to to 
like great heights. Yeah, overachieving uh, again. Great heights again, and that is always going to have to come to an end when you realise that you know you can't just keep on replacing and replacing and replacing and replacing because sooner or later you are going to run out of people to to replace or you know you're going to have to take a step down slightly and that's nothing against Claude Puel because I think that you know they're still doing all right but you know it's always going to be hard to to fill fill the shoes of Ronald Koeman who is now being tipped as the next Barcelona manager I mean I know I know he said that he's going to stay at Everton well where, where have we heard that before yeah I mean, he said that at Southampton as well, didn't he? I think, but, t- I think Toby's spot on. I really yeah. do. I think he's absolutely spot on. Like that, hurt to say, but um, I think you, as, as Toby said, you can't keep replacing managers, players, season after season, and expect to keep a high level because at some point, Southampton's recruitment is probably for the money they have is probably amongst the best in the league. But at some point, you're going to get a Buffal who comes in and he needs some time to adapt. And at some point, you're going to get that. And Southampton have had it this year. They've had injuries and they've had players that need time. And you know, I'd, Southampton's recruitment's gone to Spurs now, anyway. So, I mean, I'm not, it's not to say that there's he's, there's, he's left. He's left anyway. He's yeah, left, left Spurs, Spurs as well. Yeah. I don't know. That that was a bit. Is he Leicester? Is that right? No, I don't think so. I got that wrong. I, I, I don't think something. he's anywhere at the moment. I think he's just. I thought it was some sort of triangle between. <laughs> I don't think Spurs, so. Southampton, Leicester. It's just, it's just the, the thing that's infuriating me is that it's the same fans that are complaining about the instability with players moving on every season mm. that want Claude Puel. Is that like, we need stability? Last few seasons, like seven, eight years, it's been incredible that year on year we've just keep progressing. That was never going to continue. No. It's petered out and we just need to keep stability now and it's just infuriating me. And I'm I'm proud to be a Southampton fan, but I'd be livid if they sacked him because then we're becoming a team that we're not. Yeah, I think also... Like- and he hasn't done anything worse. Deserving People are saying that, you know, there are issues. I'm not saying, you know, he's, he's been amazing because... There has been over the top rotation. There has been some of the football can be dull, but it, and your just... go- and your goalkeeper is the worst in the league. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't. I don't know what's gone on with Fraser Forster uh, this year, but he statistically is the worst, worst in the league. Yeah. Or bringing him and Fabianski, I think. Uh, well, just uh, even uh, bad. Well, worse than. Club Bravo, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the <laughs> yeah, save yeah, percentage yeah. is something like um or sorry goals. Goals to shots, it is, something like it's like yeah, 48%. It's the, wow. it's the worst um, in, in the league. Should, yeah. And it's, that's why like when he saved the penalty against Liverpool at the weekend and he made one great save late on as well, it wasn't like Southampton fans on Twitter were um, not celebrating. They were like, where the bloody hell has this man been mm. all season? Because he has been atrocious. But isn't that, I think... Because last season he was pushing Joe Hart to be England's number one. Yeah. And now, I, you know... He, should, he probably doesn't even deserve to be in the England squad. Well, you would have said he's probably dropped below Hart, Pickford, Pickford, Pickford. Butland. Butland, Butland, Heaton. Yeah. It's just. But yeah, yeah. You, you you can't you can't you can't legislate for that, can you? As a Southampton, I, I I think it seems a bit mad from the outside. I don't I don't watch Southampton all the time, so I can't tell you what it's some of their football's been like this year. But I think they've got another when it's, Jack Stevens at the back yeah. who's coming through. Ward Prowse looks to be stepping up to that level now this that is, we think we, he was going to take over the last couple of years. This, this is you the know. thing as well. The thing that Ronald Koeman was criticised for at, at Southampton was poor youth, poor cup runs and not improving certain players. This season, Claude Puel has got us to a uh, cup, major cup final, mm-hmm. a day that as a fan I will remember forever because it's mm. a Southampton win never there. 
he's brought in more youth and the players that he's improved, Oriol Romeo who's been our best yeah, player really this season. Yeah. Uh one possession back more than any other player in the Premier League and James Ward Prowse who has been our most improved player. And it just baffles me that people just oh <laughs> really pisses oh. me off. Uh, I am honestly li- I sat there reading like going on the hashtag Puel out and it's just oh my god <laughs> it's just the awful foot like people that just oh I can't I can't <laughs> okay I think we should take <laughs> it over it drives me anyway can I make one can I ask Toby a final question yeah I don't know if anyone see, ever, I presume everybody's seen the De Gea rumours yeah I just want to know what you mm-hmm. make of it really because it seems really odd that United look uh, from reports are that United are actively looking to sell in this summer. It just seems really, really quite odd to me. I just wanted um, to get your opinion on it. That was, yeah, it's caught me off guard. Um, I as a point, <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I, I, you know, we've been through this saga before, and we kept him. And I don't know if De Gea has finally had enough of s- sort of underachieving, really, because he is one of, if not the best goalkeeper in the world, bar Manuel Neuer. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that if we did lose him, we are going to lose such a, uh, a like figure in the in our, in our defence. You know, there, there has been so, there have been so many shots this season where the only person that would have been able to see, save that is, is is him. And you know, I I don't want to lose him because it he, he's. Yeah, yeah. It, it just like the, the United have have gained so many points over the last few years, purely by De Gea. He's won them games. I, I it just I read those reports, and for the first time, it actively seems like United are actually trying to get rid of him. And it's always been Real Madrid wanting him, but it looks like Mourinho is ready to move on. It just seemed really odd. And I just wanted to can I get your opinion. Like, who would they replace him with? Because like. Keepers. Well, Joe Hart, they were linked with the other and day. Then, yeah. I also saw something about United and City after Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, then, I mean, then again, that was where I saw it was Sky Sports, so that might have just been time, <laughs> time for it. Yeah. I, 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 Schmeichel's a really good goalkeeper. He's not his dad. No, he's... He, he's Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, yeah. he's never had a like world-class defence in front of him. I'm not saying that man usual. Man City's is, but you know. But surely United can get someone better than Casper Schmeichel to replace. Yeah, but I suppose if it's a if if they can't this summer, it's a tie over for a couple of years, maybe. His shot percentage. If you want him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Schmeichel statistically has been one of the best goalies in the league over the last couple of years. So, I suppose from that point of view, it makes sense. He's a great shot stopper. He's got the rocks of Wes Morgan and Robert Huth in front of him. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Literally rocks. <laughs> they got the mobility of rocks. Yeah, I mean, we take the mickey. They won the league last year. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I we, were, we were praising them this time last <laughs> yeah, year. I'm still trying to get over it. But, I know. Yeah. I'm still baffled. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Keep an eye out for our special Libero podcast series where we'll be discussing topics that we spent our final year of university working on. Wes, what's yours on? Uh, it's about mental health and sports. Yeah, so obviously looking at things around... Not just football, but in sport as well, Toby? Uh, fan ownership of football clubs. Jax? Um, representation of black and ethnic minority players in Bristol's football teams. And the abuse of football referees and grassroots football referees. So look, something in there for everyone. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Guys? Dan? Jax? What, Wes? Dan, Toby? yeah, thanks. <laughs> thank you very much for listening and thank you for taking part. 
and we will be back soon sometime. 